From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Jeff Mayers is president of WISPolitics.com and is sitting in this week for J.R. Ross. So, Jeff, President Trump will be in Mount Pleasant this week for the ceremonial groundbreaking of Foxconn. He'll be here on the heels of the Marquette poll, which shows many of the people surveyed don't think Foxconn is worth the $4.5 billion state and local investment. He's also faced an incredible amount of backlash on the zero-tolerance policy and separating families at the border. With all that in mind, how do you think the president will be received when he's here this week? Well, I think the audience uh, that he'll be talking to will probably uh, be selective, and therefore they'll uh, be uh, receptive uh, of his message. But, you know, there will be protests, I'm sure, and uh, and I think uh, the body politic, uh, um, you know, outside uh, of the region is still very skeptical of the Foxconn um, investment. And... Uh, from what the poll shows, the Marquette uh, University Law School poll shows, uh, you know, uh, statewide, uh, he's underwater. So I think uh, Scott Walker, Governor Scott Walker, who has, uh, uh, you know, this is important for him, is trying, uh, you know, to take that message out state to stress that, uh, you know, that Foxconn benefits everybody. But right now, I think the opponents are louder than the supporters uh, often when you get out state. Meanwhile, Governor Walker avoided comment on the issue of separating families at the Mexican border. He punted when reporters asked him about it and said it's a federal issue. Then he committed Wisconsin troops to Arizona to help with border security in that state. So is this going to come back to haunt Walker, and might it become a campaign issue? I think that, you know, it's it's a part of the larger thing. How does Walker negotiate his relationship with Trump? Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, in certain parts of the state uh, and with his base and with the Republican-leaning independents, he, he needs to have, he needs to be shown as pro-Trump with maybe, uh, you know, wary um, uh, supporters in the suburbs uh, who don't like Trump, I mean, he maybe can't embrace Trump as much. And so I think it's, um, you know, it's part of a larger challenge for him. You know, uh, w- you know when Trump says something or does something uh, or, you know, uh, the administration engages in a controversial practice such as this, uh, yeah, it comes back, uh, you know, on, on Walker. Uh, even if Trump isn't on the ballot, he looms large over this election. Speaking of the governor's race, at least uh, two Democrats have dropped out already in the wake of the Marquette poll, which showed they didn't have much support. Dana Wax and Andy Gronick were among 10 Democrats vying for the chance to take on Governor Walker in November. Were you surprised, and do you think we'll see a slew of candidates pulling the plug on their campaigns? You know, these two candidates had to, uh, they both had some uh, personal money, and in order to really win the race this they were at the stage where they might you know probably had to write a personal check or invest more money in the campaign uh in order to uh have a chance and so some of this is a personal financial decision uh in addition to you know tony evers the state school superintendent uh, being the only person in that poll who had a double digit uh, showing at 25 percent it helps all the democrats in a way if there are fewer of them WWM was politics. Others are organizing a debate on July 12th in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, having fewer people up there, I think, just just helps all the candidates. 
Um, so could there be some uh, even fewer candidates on that stage on July 12th? It's possible. Um, you know, I'm, I, I can't say for sure right now. At the same time, Governor Walker's former Corrections Secretary, Ed Wall, is endorsing Democrat Tony Evers in the race for governor. As you were mentioning, Evers placed first in last week's Marquette poll of Democratic candidates for governor and appears to be the frontrunner among the remaining Democrats in the race. Ed Wall resigned in 2016 in the midst of the Lincoln Hills juvenile prison investigation, and the Evers campaign released a video of Wall saying Walker was negligent in his response to allegations of abuse at the prison. What do you make of all this? Well, first of all, it's been a good week for, uh, last week was a good week for Tony Evers. I mean, you know, he, he also picked up Dana Walk's endorsement. And then this uh, helped uh, step on uh, Governor Walker's message of the week was going to be about education. He released a new ad about education. So the Trump thing, uh, Ed Wall's comments, and, uh, you know, what happened uh, uh, on Friday with Dana Walks, that, you know, that made it good for Tony Evers. Um, I think uh, what we saw in this year was the Walker at the beginning of the year really sought to put uh, that uh, youth prison issue behind him. And the Republican legislature, along with a lot of Democratic support, ended up, uh, you know, uh, revamping the system. So in some ways, he can counter all that, you know, all of this by saying, oh, well, we took care of that. You know, um, now, uh, was, did he take care of it soon enough? And uh, is he open to criticism on that? That's what the Ed Wall thing appears to open up. So, but uh, had, had Walker and the Republican legislators, along with, again, Democratic legislators, not uh, done something about the issue, uh, even though there's an ongoing FBI investigation, had they not done anything about it, then I think he'd be open to even more criticism. All right. Switching gears to another closely watched race, Republican U.S. Senate candidate Leah Vukmir released her first TV ad of the season. It shows her sitting at a kitchen table with a handgun next to her as she talks about the death threat she received during the Act 10 debate as a member of the state Senate. Act 10 stripped public unions in Wisconsin of their collective bargaining rights. In the ad, Vukmir goes on to advocate for dismantling federal public unions should she become a U.S. senator. How effective do you think this ad w will be, especially the handgun part? Well, it's about imagery here. I mean, I think uh, Vukmir is in a tough primary race with Kevin Nicholson, an ex-Marine. Um, so, you know, she's trying to look tough. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, also, and I stand with Scott Walker, tough. And so this is designed to, uh, you know, uh, rally um, uh, the Republican base in the state uh, on the issue that has uh, really propelled uh, Walker uh, since it happened. I mean, you know, he beat the recall based on this. Uh, and it's a, it's a way to unite Republicans who may be, some of whom in the suburbs perhaps are feeling a little like, uh, you know, maybe buyer's remorse or... Uh, at least uh, unenthusiastic, uh, at the least, about the Trump administration. So, you know, it's designed to rally those Walker uh, uh, supporters. And remember, she has the endorsement of the GOP, the state GOP, um, <clears throat> which she got at the convention. So, you know, that's, uh, that's I think it's just part of a, uh, a, you know, an imagery thing. You know, I'm tough. Uh, and, you know, Nicholson's the outsider. So, uh, you know, the Marquette uh, poll... Um, 
neither neither Nicholson nor Bukmir fared very well against Tammy Baldwin. Uh, so I think they, um, and I think nationally, um, you know, Republicans are looking at some other states uh, a little more than they were at Wisconsin. So it remains to be seen. I think that uh, primary is going to be competitive. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see uh, how committed national Republicans are to the race, uh, you know, come fall. And finally, it looks like Milwaukee is now one of three finalists to host the Democratic National Convention in July of 2020. The finalists are Milwaukee, Houston, and Miami Beach. What are the chances of Milwaukee being chosen and what might factor into the decision? Well, you know, I don't know exactly what will, you know, uh, be in the mix in terms of what actually is, you know, the deciding factor. But I could see Milwaukee having a good chance. It's never had a convention, and Wisconsin was lost by the Democrats. You know, um, uh, you know, um, Trump won the state, and uh, you know, it's part of the Wisconsin's part of the formula for uh, Democrats to win the White House. Okay, so uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it could be part of a you know uh, the other ones being Houston and Miami. Of course, Florida is, you know, a perennial battleground and Texas much less so. But Wisconsin has been a perennial battleground. It it sort of goes to the heart of Trump country. And so I could see um, Democrats saying, hey, let's carry our message here. We'll get a lot of bump because the state's never had a national convention before. Uh, you know, um, it, it sure helps that the uh, 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 the uh, Lazary family, which is a major uh, shareholder in the Bucks, and uh, our New York developers and our big Democratic donors, that sure doesn't uh, hurt the cause. It helps the cause. Uh, so, um, um, you know, I, I mean, I think there you could uh, certainly come up with some reasons why Milwaukee would be a good pick for Democrats. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Sure, Marty, anytime. That's Jeff Mayers of WISPolitics.com sitting in this week for J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our Capital Notes conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.